Okay. Well, all right. So I'm messing with the format here. I'm going to start this off rather than you, Mark. Okay. Uh, what I want to start off today is I'm going to kind of give away what day we're recording this on, but how are you feeling about daylight savings time right now? Oh, Grant. My comic is about daylight savings time. Are you serious? <laughs> but it is yours? No. Okay, well that's fine. Mine's going first, so you can you can kind of lead with this. That's fine. But I'll be very straightforward, <laughs> just so like we don't waste our time. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to kind of. Uh, I just wanted to talk about my failure with my first daylight savings time as a quote unquote real adult. All right, well, 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 then we'll get there, because, you know, that plays into... I was just going to ask you the same sort of a question. Open okay. Up, open up my comic and tell the tell the listener what's going on. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Marky Mark's comic. Ah, ha, ha, ha. It's called Off the Mark by Mark Parisi. And in the comic... It is just kind of one panel, and there is what appears to be a knight and one of those, like, oh gosh, I don't know what it's called, like sand clock Hourglass. things. Hourglass clocks. And he appears to have opened the top of it and is pouring extra sand in on top of the sand already in there. And it is captioned, The Early Days of Daylight Savings. Oh. All right. Can let, I? Yeah, let me have it. <laughs> can I say one thing? Doesn't work because it's adding twenty-five hours to every day from that point on. You know what? That's irrelevant. It also didn't exist back then, so <laughs> yeah, there weren't even clocks. Like the the ideation of a consistent time measurement didn't exist oh, at that yeah. point either. So it's so recent, yeah. kind of in the scheme of things. Yes. Okay, Grant, let me have it. What's your what's your uh story about daylight savings and then we can start my, talking about whether we like it or not. My failure with daylight savings was that I had no idea that today was daylight savings until about an hour and a half ago. And for our listeners reference, we are recording this in the evening at like eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um I all day magically was getting and losing hours randomly throughout my day as some of the devices I got my time from automatically switched and some of them didn't. And it took me until I was driving home and started freaking out that, oh my gosh, I'm going to be late to record the podcast with Mark until I noticed, wait, that clock can't be right. Huh. So and... I, I need a rundown of what you thought was correct and what you like. I don't understand how even like uh, even like fair enough that you didn't know that it was happening because it <laughs> probably didn't affect you very much in the grand <laughs> scheme of things. For my job, it does that like we were reminded multiple times because mm-hmm. a bunch of countries don't uh acknowledge daylight savings mm-hmm. and because we run online courses at a specific time it's necessary for everybody to be on the same page as to when stuff is actually happening mm-hmm. you know so 
I was aware of it. But even if I wasn't, I feel like I would figure out pretty quickly, like, my phone is the timepiece in my life. It is always correct because it's connected to the internet, and I know that it's always correct. And if something is wrong, then my phone is right and the other thing is wrong. (laughs) I'm trying to figure out how you looked at, like, did you never look at your, like, oven clock or your microwave clock or your car clock? No, those were all the problems. And you, but you didn't like. Did you look at them and re- never realize that they were wrong or notice that they were wrong and said, "Huh, that's weird," and then never thought anything else about it? <laughs> so throughout my day, my day was kind of oddly structured in that it included a series of naps throughout it as well. And so, like waking up from a nap and kind of looking at a clock, and I just looked at whatever clock was closest to me. And then I didn't necessarily think about it, and I just kind of went about the next thing that I wanted to do in my day without really questioning it until it was getting to, like, I was in a time crunch and, like, periods of 30 minutes, whether I had them or didn't, mattered in terms of timing of things in that I was, I went to go rock climbing this evening and then that place closed and then I had to drive home and was going to make dinner and then record podcast with you. All of these things in very close succession. And so as I was driving home, looking at my car clock as it was saying 7.30 and me thinking, oh, God, I'm not going to have time to make dinner. There's a McDonald's there. I'll pull off and get McDonald's. And as I'm going through the drive through noticing, wait, I left the rock climbing place when it closed at 6. How is it already 7.30? I don't live an hour and a half away from the rock climbing place. <laughs> Did I place. black out while driving? <laughs> yeah. And so sitting in the McDonald's drive-thru after ordering my food is when I noticed <laughs> that I'd messed up all day long. Did you just like pull out your phone and just be like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I did. Man, that is baffling to me. Because my phone isn't my go-to timepiece. So my watch is generally my go-to timepiece. And my phone is my go-to timepiece if, like, I'm in a situation where my watch isn't on my body or something, which is incredibly rare. Hmm. I suppose. That's fair. And so there were a couple of times throughout the day that I used my phone and checked the time on my phone, but at those times I wasn't wearing my watch and had just woken up from a nap, and so, like, I didn't really question things or, like... I'd already been unconscious for a certain period of time that I didn't know what that period of time was. So looking at a clock and seeing that it was an hour less than I thought it would have been didn't really surprise me. Like, oh, I just woke up from my nap really early. It was only 30 minutes rather than an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so my first daylight savings time in adulthood was an epic fail. But I'll do better next time. Well, this is why we put it on a weekend, right? It could have been way yeah. worse. <laughs> oh yeah, if it was well, if it was during a weekday, I think I would have noticed, and I think like coworkers would have mentioned something. Or well, that's probably oh. true. Hmm. Well, I, I'm going to take this in a slightly different direction because this has given me a thought, which is that regardless of what we think about daylight savings, and personally, I'm not a big fan. Uh, it's, it's one of these things in a long list 
of items when that you have to deal with when you're an adult that you have to consciously be aware of and seek out the information. Otherwise, mm-hmm. there's no way of knowing. Mm-hmm. Like, I know for me, without actively seeking out information, it wouldn't have occurred to me things like getting my driver's license changed or getting my registration on my car changed. Like, all, like there's a lot of things that you have to deal with uh, when you go to an adult world that nobody's telling you about. Mm-hmm. You know, like, nobody is there. You're not getting some something just emailed to you being like, oh, yeah, this is a thing that you should be aware of, Mr. Adult. You can, <clears throat> like, it's super easy to... Uh, have issues like this just due to straight ignorance Mm -hmm. or just not even like ignorance like it's not even that negative just not being aware not seeking out the information because it's just not on your mind Mm -hmm. and daylight savings can definitely fall on that because i know that it's broadly in the fall but if you had asked me when fall back was in my head i would have said like i don't know late september early october you know like (laughs) i don't know (laughs) in my head it's not it wasn't this weekend. I was just told that eventually, and then I woke up, and then it was like, oh, I need to change the the clock in my car, and that was about it. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. Do you like Daylight Savings, Grant? Um, I don't know. There's things I hate about it, like the fact that now I'm going to be driving home from work in the dark. <laughs> it's just going to make me really sad. Mm-hmm every day um but it also means that i won't be driving home from work with the sun shining directly in my eyes yeah there's something to that i'm the same way yeah i drive east to work and west home (laughs) it stinks (laughs) Mm -hmm. i think i just hate the inconsistency of it all like even just it had never really mattered to me like well first of all being a CA, it was obnoxious on each of those nights. Yeah, Because you would have to discuss, like, especially fallback. It's mm-hmm. like, it changes at 2, and when it strikes 2, it becomes 1. But 1 a.m. Yep. is the time of our rounds. Oh, so which one are... a- So which 1 a.m. round do you do? Do you do one of them? Like, the first one? The second one? Both of them? You know? Yeah. For us, our rounds were at 2. Ooh. And so... Then you really have to talk about it. (laughs) Yeah. So then, like, it's spring forward. Do you do them at one or three? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and spring forward wasn't bad for rounds because we did them at one and it wasn't Mm -hmm. affected. But then you just lost that hour of sleep and it was way more obvious to you, you know? Yeah. Mm. No, but they were always a pain in the butt. And I just happened to be on one of the people who had to go on rounds um, for two years straight on both fallback and spring forward. <laughs> and I don't one think of them I ever had to. <laughs> one of them was my single worst night of duty ever. Oh man! I was awake until five thirty a.m. Yeah, that's brutal. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, I don't know, so. and, and it's like, it's become more evident how stupid it is just due to the inconsistencies across geographic areas and whether or not they 
use daylight savings. Does is there a state that doesn't use daylight savings? Arizona does not. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, and apparently the entire EU is going to uh, observe this daylight savings, spring forward next spring, and then never do it again. Oh, really? Yeah, that is what I heard from another podcast. Uh, And so, yeah, and so there was like, it, it sounds really stupid when it's, when the implications of it are said out loud. So I got an email from the person who's in charge of all the instructors and graders and assistants and stuff and said, hey, Mm -hmm. for those of you who are in an area that does not observe daylight savings, like it's happening this Sunday. And from that point on, like from your perspective, it just means that every single class that you work in will just start an hour later. Mm -hmm. Which is a big pain in the butt, you know, like our classes run 430 to 6 west coast time oh gosh so you get people on the east coast working who are already doing like seven thirty to 9 and mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's being pushed back eight thirty to 10 you know mm-hmm. like that's well i guess east coast itself wouldn't be affected because i think every state on the east coast observes it but still like yeah it's just a it's just awkward and it's awkward for students as well because i mean we have students from like other countries who take mm-hmm. our classes you know, mm-hmm. so it's just, yeah, it's all just super weird, and I don't, like, I'm sure there was some small reason when it was first introduced. I know it has to do with farming or whatever, and that's, like, cool, but, you know, for a long, long time, farmers worked totally fine uh, ignoring clocks, just working by the sunlight anyway. Like, why does the clock itself have to change? Because you know? it's special. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> it's weird. It's... Yeah, daylight savings is silly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, I had something <laughs> in my throat that I had to clear. <laughs> I don't know. To me, that sounded kind of like a Yoda noise, but... <laughs> it wasn't that much like it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was even worse. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it reminds me of my favorite uh, joke is uh, when someone's talking and they say something, you know, stupid or something that's just not quite right, I'll sneeze or cough, like, really obnoxiously, and then wait until they look at me about it, and then I'll just say, oh, I'm allergic to bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's good. I appreciate that. <laughs> I use that a lot. It's it's one of my more overplayed jokes, but uh, it's it makes me happy. Uh, so I, I should have done that it. at work this week. Yeah did you have a did you have an opportunity for it? Oh yeah, I had. Um, oh gosh, I don't know if I want to put this in our podcast. You don't. Um, have, you don't have to. <laughs> I'll tell it to you, and then if I decide I don't want it, can I have you cut it out? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, one of my uh, co-workers, I'm not going to say that he doesn't believe that we never landed on the moon, but he believes it's very, it's highly plausible that the moon landing did not take place as officially stated. Okay. Um, which, there are a few things that I just, like, I can't deal with. Sure. Like, that just, like, makes me question somebody kind of very deeply, mm-hmm. and... 
like one of them is people who believe vaccines cause autism or people who don't believe that humans have had a major effect on climate change. And another one is the fact is people who believe that we never landed on the moon. Yeah. And I'm people with who you. believe the earth is flat. And I just, yeah. he, he spent like all morning trying to convince me that we didn't land on the moon. And I'm uh. just like, those, I'm just like, you're a really smart guy, but you sound really unintelligent right now. Yep. I don't know how to deal with it. Like, I do know how to deal with it somewhat, but, like, there's a point where it's just like, I can't deal with you anymore. I'm just going to shut up and let you keep rambling on because I'm tired of it. Yeah. Although I I must say that that is a way more serious situation than I would ever use this joke. (laughs) I don't think that would go over very well. (laughs) See, no, that's how frustrated I was. I would have been okay using it. Oh, okay then. I'm just saying I don't think it would have quite the impact. Like, if I use I that joke, it's because the other person's in on the joke. Like, uh, if you called yourself tan and good-looking, then I'd use the joke. <laughs> Wait, are you saying I'm not tan and good-looking? <laughs> yes, that is precisely what I'm saying. Screw you, Mark. You are not tan and good-looking, right? If oh. one of those things fails, Aww. then logically the entire statement fails. That's so sweet of you. You think I'm good-looking. <laughs> I'm not saying that either. Or you're blind and you you... think I'm tan. (laughs) You can read into it whatever you want, Grant. (laughs) Uh. I'm a bronzed babe. (laughs) People got... uh, Aaron was telling me when I came home a few weekends ago. uh, Well, actually, one of her roommates told me pretty directly that she was disappointed in me for not being tan. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I mean, I don't know what you expected. I feel like all of her roommates know me well enough probably to realize that I wasn't going to become some sort of beach bum that would come back tan. I would ju- I would come back red with a farmer's tan. Yeah. You should have gotten, like, a dreadlock wig or something and worn it. Try to convince them it was your real hair. A little you surfer tattoo on and, a sh- and a shark tooth necklace. Yeah, a shark tooth necklace. Just and get like- a spray tan. And a <laughs> surfer, like, a lower back tattoo. Ooh. <laughs> Of, like, a butterfly or something. Something really, like, (laughs) crappy. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That's okay. Or, like, some I don't have the commitment for such jokes. (laughs) I'll just, I'll just, uh, really poorly photo. Like, do you remember the, (laughs) for Movie Mayhem at Magic Theater when my head was photoshopped on top of Rocky? Oh, yes! I'll just do some really terrible photoshops of me on top of my face on like surfers. <laughs> <laughs> like, hi, I, I had one of my, I made a friend and I had them take some really good pictures of me surfing. Like, take a look at this. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be how I spend a weekend because I have the time. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> when I come home for Thanksgiving, it'll just be, you know, I really took what you guys said to heart and I realized that I should be taking more advantage of the beach, so... Here's a little here's a little uh, PowerPoint of my adventure so far. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what a good idea! I might have to follow up on that. Might be worth it. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on. Uh, I read this comic. I figured you would pick it, so I didn't. 
Really? I was correct. Yeah. Well, I read, I mean, we both clearly did just front page scraping and you got stopped sooner than I did. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. So we have a Calvin and Hobbes comic by Mr. Bill Watterson. We have Calvin sitting at his desk uh, with a book uh, talking to Hobbes. Calvin is saying, Mom said I can't go outside until I finish my homework. If you'll help me, I'll be done faster. What's five plus seven? And Hobbes says, I don't know. And Calvin says, I don't either. And Hobbes says, then write, I don't know. And Calvin says, hey, that's a true answer, isn't it? I can write that for all of these. We're done. And as Calvin and Hobbes are quickly sprinting out the front door to engage in some tomfoolery, uh, (laughs) one of his parents uh, says uh, from inside, we'd better better have a look at our prodigy's homework. It's a good comic. There's so many good homework comics, especially with the math ones. Oh, yeah. There's one really absurd one with Hobbes, like, pretending to do some sort of math. <clears throat> like, I, I don't even remember exactly what it was, but it was so funny. So why'd you pick this, Grant? Other than, of course, it's Calvin and Hobbes, and it made you laugh. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it was on the front page, and it was easy? Nah, just kidding. Um, I don't know. It made me think about, like honesty and admitting when you have no idea what you're doing and it doesn't really go along with the theme of what the actual comic meant but it gets at it i was just kind of thinking about that and being okay with admitting that you don't know rather than pretending like you do and i don't mean to discount the value in not knowing and trying to work your way to an answer because I strongly believe that's a very important process and can greatly help one in terms of learning something new, but Mm -hmm. that sometimes a more efficient approach is to admit that you don't know and seek assistance from those who do, which isn't what this comic does, but... Yeah. Hmm. Well, let me ask you a more specific question. About mm-hmm. this comic, before we get into the general idea of not knowing things, do you think that I don't know should be a valid answer in some cases on like actual tests in school? With some caveats, obviously, you can't just write I don't know and expect any credit, but do you think that there is some merit to that being a valid thing to write down in certain situations? Mm, maybe I I don't know I haven't really thought about that. Um, mm, I don't know. I'm really hesitant to say yes, but there's part of me that wants to say in like some situations maybe it could be a valid answer. Because hmm. the problem is that I don't know often becomes a excuse for laziness. Yep. In an educational sense, which I don't like, and I don't think should be the case, but yeah, there's some times where kind of it's the honest truth, and like you a don't know, and b don't have the tools to 
figure it out. So it can be kind of a fruitless endeavor to try or can feel that way to a student or someone trying to learn. Mm-hmm. And it can become very discouraging. Yeah, that's fair. Hmm. Okay, I was just wondering. I know that I had... I'm trying to remember if I either read that in some other comic or... I, I read that proposal somewhere, whether it was a little tongue-in-cheek or not. So I was just... It, this one, it popped it back into my mind. Mm-hmm. So... Hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think, like... I I agree that I feel like part of getting older is using I don't know in an intentional way mm-hmm. instead of kind of just a, a, a typical response, like a knee-jerk yeah. response, which I see a lot in kids, mm-hmm. even interacting with them online. Like, they're clearly not thinking about a problem or something that they're doing long enough mm-hmm. to really determine that they don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just somehow ingrained in them as a knee-jerk response, and I don't really know what the source of that is. But you know, it. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that there should be an expectation <laughs> that you're using "I don't know" with Do you... one, what. The irony of that you talking about it and then immediately following it up with the filler of "I don't know" and then continuing to go oh, on. Yeah. I was, for the first 30 seconds, I was capable of consciously knowing that I say that all the time and trying <laughs> not to, and then my my nature got the better of me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. It's super prevalent. Mm-hmm. It is a filler that I use a lot, and I know a lot of people use a lot, and I don't know exactly where... Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, this time actually, I'm, I I do mean it. This time, now I'm just super now I'm super self aware of it. <laughs> <laughs> I I do not know where it comes from, because I do know that I that I have a certain confidence about the things that I say typically, mm-hmm. a- and so it's not clear to me where that kind of conversational tick came in. Whether it's was acquired sort of in a similar way that I think using um and like when you're younger, mm-hmm. I, I think that that's more that was almost just started somewhere and everybody started picking up on it. And maybe I don't know happened similarly at some other point in my life. Mm hmm. It's really interesting. Yeah. Huh. So now I'm trying to think. Yeah, I, I just feel like, yeah, it it comes down to when you're an adult, you're hopefully using it with more intentionality. You're trying to be more aware of what you don't know and being comfortable with that while also sort of trying to you know, learn more. <laughs> mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Do you have trouble saying that you don't know things, Grant? Uh, depends on the context. If it's something where I feel like... If it's a context where I typically try to project 
an air of kind of confidence and like I am capable in whatever context that is, I do at times have a very hard time admitting that I don't know something because in those types of contexts, if I don't know something, I do know that I have the tools capable of at least getting to a place where I'm close to the answer. Mm. Yeah. Whether, whether or not it's the actual answer is always kind of up to interpretation a little bit or a, not necessarily the point, but I do like, especially in kind of a scientific context, because I, in lots of ways, I know that I, I could probably figure out the answer. And so I, I really enjoy that process of kind of the self discovery, um, of working through a problem on my own and getting the satisfaction of reaching a a somewhat satisfying conclusion um, and dealing with kind of all the argumentation and all of the balancing of different facts and principles and whatnot in the situation. So in those sorts of contexts, I do at times have a hard time admitting that I don't know. Mm -hmm. But if I'm in a situation where I am completely out of my comfort zone and dealing with a problem or types of problems that I have nev- never encountered before um, and don't really feel at all equipped to address myself, I am very okay saying I have no idea. Sure. Like, I, I am deer in the headlights right now. I need a little bit of help to get me on the side of the road, out of the headlights, so that I can start trying to figure out how to deal with this problem. Yeah. Yeah, I I can definitely identify with the, you know, the context of this is something that I should be good at. So even if I don't know the answer, I don't want to admit that I know nothing. Mm -hmm. And I definitely get that a lot at my job where I'm, I spend a good chunk of time on message boards trying to answer students or just whoever is on there and Mm -hmm. uh, asking questions about their coursework or just some other set of problems. And I try to be helpful as best I can. Mm -hmm. And since it's, you know, since my degree is in math, even though I know I don't know everything about math, there's lots of problems that I come across that I can't solve. Mm -hmm. If there are definitely lots of questions where I will see it and, and say to myself, well, I know something similar to that. So let me just take a little bit of time and research it. And then all of a sudden I'm spending half an hour or more trying to answer this one person's questions to the best of my ability because there is just, I have just enough tools to avoid saying to myself that I don't know. Obviously I'm not even going to say it out loud to that person because Mm -hmm. we're separated by the internet. They don't need to know that I ever even looked at it. But if I am capable of figuring out the answer and, and maybe part of it is just a, you know, a, self-absorption sort of thing that it does feel nice to be able to answer questions Mm -hmm. in either case i definitely put in effort if it's something tangentially related to math Mm -hmm. and i can jump on it and try and answer it Mm -hmm. yeah i i definitely can empathize with what you're saying about at work it's it can be a challenge sometimes because we both work in a field that like we should know a lot about, but specifically for me, I'm in a 
portion of that field that I know nothing about. And mm-hmm. so although like I'm still doing chemistry, it's a completely foreign type and way of applying chemistry to something that I've ever had. And so although I understand the underlying principles of kind of all the work that I'm doing and all the theory behind the work that I'm doing, there's pretty much every day there's at least one or two times where I'm asked a question, kind of a check your understanding question by one of my coworkers. And the only way that I can respond is either the only two ways I could respond are either sit there silently for probably what would amount to be an hour or more trying to figure out what the answer is or just admit to them that I have no idea. Can you please help me understand this? Yeah. And thankfully in my environment, I am surrounded by coworkers who absolutely love it when I say, I don't know. Can you help explain this to me, please? Mm-hmm. Um, and who are more than willing and like kind of seem to enjoy helping explain things to me and helping me understand them. Um, but yeah, it's something I've definitely had to adjust to for sure. Yeah. And, and for me, the, something that I've noticed with myself, cause I'm not, you know, when I'm doing message board stuff, it's not, you know, no one's at work telling me to do this stuff. It's like, I'm, I'm between tasks and I have half mm-hmm. an hour I know to just do something. So I'm just going to do this to be mm-hmm. somewhat productive. And there's something about the context of answering a question in that way mm-hmm. that almost helps me think more clearly. Mm-hmm. Like I know that if I were given a problem that I've answered in this context on, say, a homework set in college, I know that I would have a lot more trouble doing it in that context than in the context of, oh, I'm explaining this to someone who doesn't understand it. Even if I don't immediately get it, mm-hmm. the end goal is this good explanation. And there's something about that process that helps me think through things better mm-hmm. and, and realize some of the stuff that I actually do know. Like, I feel like there are many situations where, you know, you know that you know something, like you've learned it or something, but it's mm-hmm. just not there in your head. Mm-hmm. Like you just can't find it and it requires some other prompting that you can't seem to do yourself to get that knowledge out. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I feel like this feels super specific to math where like so much of stuff is like, you know, I have a large encyclopedia of various theorems and definitions in my head, but they're not always going to be accessible on the fly they need some prompting to come out Mm -hmm. Uh, or even just various technical skills that you know you need to deal with that like at one point you knew how to do Mm -hmm. i know at one point i learned multivariable calculus but if you'd asked me to do it now like somewhere the information is there but it would be a bit of a struggle for me Mm -hmm. so Hmm. Well, do you want to end yeah. it here? <laughs> yeah, I'd be okay with that. How are you feeling? Okay. I feel good. 
Every every time we're like, we've been pretty good about hitting 45 minutes more or less on, on the dot without really trying. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think that since your opener just kind of, like, it, it worked, but it didn't work at the same time. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. I wasn't. No, it's not your fault. I didn't, I could have just asked, you know, if I really wanted to. Yeah. But I had no reason to actually be worried. But the instant you said, well, this will give away what today is. And I was like, oh, no. (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't think you were going to choose a comic that was daylight savings time related. Because I was like, no, Mark's too, he's above that. That's kind of a wimpy thing to do. Yeah, that's exactly what your thought process was. I thought it was beneath you. I actually did think it was beneath you. I guess not. Well, you have to remember (laughs) that I do the front page scrubbing way more than you do. And it was much more likely that such a topic would come up today than some other day. (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) I have one question for you. Mm -hmm. It's totally unrelated to everything. Wait, can I stop recording? Sorry. No. No, this is still on the podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't stopped yet. Oh, I mean, maybe some of this stuff will get cut, but I'm still going to ask it anyway. Okay. What's your favorite game? I don't... <laughs> Honestly, okay, this is... Uh... It can be any any type of game. Okay, I got. Can I have two answers? Okay. One of them is Axis and Allies. Okay. Which is a board strategy game set in World War II. Mm-hmm. Very long gameplay, very drawn out, um, lots of rules, very thick rule book, stuff like that. And then the other one is called Don't Even Get Me Started. <laughs> I don't know Do what you... that is, but I sound like I, but it sounds like a game I'd like to play. <laughs> so it's kind of more of like a like a car trip game almost. So it's that sounds awesome. It's a game for when you're like stuck with a group of people for a significant period of time, I would say, and you're just looking for something to do. Mm-hmm. And so what you do is um each person they have to so you give each person a topic they have to talk about. And I don't know what the actual rules are. I normally play like 45 seconds or 60 seconds or something. And so you give that person a topic and they have to immediately start ranting about that topic and they have to continue talking for the entire like 45 or 60 seconds or something. And so they always, you have to always start with, don't even get me started with, and then you give them their topic. So Mm. for example, well, let me, let me stop you real quick. Because this is clearly a ripoff of the proprietary segment of Operation Have a Conversation called Hot Takes that I created. See, when I did hot been doing takes for the past you guys, six months, <laughs> I that's what I thought about. I was like, they're just playing. Don't even get me started. But I didn't want to tell yeah. you that. No, obviously it's not like you know everything is like <laughs> the idea of a hot take is not new. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was just repurposing it for our own our own reasons but yeah like in general it is a fun thing to do especially if if you have the right kind of people there are definitely yeah. people that i know who would be just terrible at such a game oh i've done it with people who are completely terrible at it and it's just no fun you yeah. know it's it's awkward like but, someone who you say okay don't even get me started on baby carrots and they're like 
wait, but I love baby carrots. And I'm like, that's not the point of this game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you have to hate them for the next 60 seconds. I don't care yeah, exactly. what you think of them. Yeah. Oh, Freaking man. Casey. Gosh. Or you can just do the reverse psychology of it. Like, I remember... <laughs> this is this is really going far afield, but the Comedy Central roast of James Franco. <laughs> they had Andy Samberg, okay, mm-hmm. and he came up and he would do stuff like Jonah Hill. Man, you let me sleep on your uh, you let me sleep on your couch when I was in between jobs. You're one of my best friends. Boom, roasted. <laughs> <laughs> Like and he, he just kept like he ch- just kept doing like these things to the like point like one of the last them. things he yeah one of the last things he said was something along the lines of uh and don't even get me started about God he's my light in my way he supports me when no one else does I love him boom roasted the father <laughs> 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 so you could do that for you could do that with something that you actually liked you know <laughs> that's so. <laughs> If you had the, but someone who doesn't get the concept of the game probably wouldn't have the, like, immediacy of thought to do yeah. such a thing anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's funny, though. Yeah. Well, that's a good game. See, mm-hmm. I wanted to keep it open-ended. I know whether, I don't even remember if this made it into an episode or not. Maybe it was, like, the uncut one where I think I tried to prompt you about other types of games that you just don't have a <laughs> any interest in playing. But I still wanted to ask it in a broader context. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. All right. Dope. I'm going to stop recording. This might not even make it into the episode. We'll see how I feel. Okay. Dope, Spaghetti.